Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. Cheer up your pilgrims, be joyful and sing. Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration. Music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and HMS Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. a sinner, but I came pardoned to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine, and the white robe sing the story a sinner has come home has come home for there's a new name written down in glory and it's mine oh yes it's mine with my sins forgiven I am bound for heaven Saved by grace, oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by the blood I am made whole. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine, and the white-robed angels sing the story, a sinner has come home, home. for there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine, with my sins forgiven, I am bound for Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy mercies to us and for the wonderful promises of Thy Word. Give us hope in the life eternal and bless every listener today, we ask in Christ's name. There is a place of quiet. 
sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who bow before thee near to the heart of God. has not passed. Each time a soul is born again into the kingdom of grace, it is a miracle of love and grace. My Father is omnipotent, on that you can in place it took a miracle 
Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, the life everlasting. About a month before the churches in general were celebrating the Easter season, she had returned from the place of burial outside the city, leaving there in silence her 14-year-old son. It was diphtheria. There was little to fight it with in those days. Two days later, her little girl gave up the struggle, and in less than a week, the baby. Only the three-year-old escaped. This mother's face was pale but beautiful as she stood with her husband at the service where the minister spoke of the victory of Christ in the Garden of the Resurrection. She and her husband joined with the congregation when they rose to sing, The powers of death have done their worst, but Christ, their legions, has dispersed. Her husband could not sing, but stood with head bowed. She touched his hand as it lay on the back of the pew. And they recited together those beautiful words of the creed, I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. She taught her class that day while he went to his superintendent's desk and led the school in worship and the study of the word. Among all those who had been present at the services, whose faces were lined with suffering and defeat and even rebellion. These two seemed to be a miracle. One 15-year-old boy, as he walked out with his father, said, Dad, I think Mr. and Mrs. L really believe it, don't you? Believe what, said the father? Oh, the whole big thing, all of it. You know, Easter. Yes, it is the big thing. It's only when a time of test and sorrow and heartbreak comes that we realize how big it really is and how glorious it is. We seem to hear Jesus saying to bereaved Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. John eleven twenty five. The more we think of it, it's big, big, big. The resurrection, the life everlasting. It's too big to trust to mere human theories, too big to rest on guesses. Whenever this thought comes into my mind, the great question, is there life after death? Is there something beyond this life? Is it more than merely a great perhaps? My heart flees for refuge to the wonderful promises of the Holy Scriptures. Words like these, If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. But now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. 
In my own soul, I need words like these in 1 Corinthians 15, 17-23. There's one thing in which atheist, infidel, skeptic, agnostic, believer, pagan, Hindu, Muslim, Jew, Christian, yes, there's one thing in which all people on earth agree, an article of faith on which there is absolute unanimity, words engraved in iron on the granite face of time, and always staring us in the face, the words, all men die. But Jesus tells us there is life beyond. Jesus said, because I live, ye shall live also. John fourteen nineteen. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. John 14, 2. James H. McConkie brings us a beautiful story of a faithful missionary in distant Korea who sat at the bedside of his dying wife. They had toiled together in the gospel of Jesus Christ for 15 years, and now her summons had come. Heartbroken, he sat and waited for the end. She knew what it meant to him. She realized his suffering. Her last thought, an unselfish one, was for him. This was her parting message. Do not grieve for me, dear. You will get me back. You will get me back. Not more than a month passed until the bereaved husband sat at that same bedside watching his only child, a four-year-old boy, slip away from him. Again his heart was crushed. Again he faced a parting, which meant unspeakable anguish. But the little fellow had the same message for his sorrowing father. Don't cry, Daddy. Don't cry. You'll get me back, Daddy. You'll get me back. A few days later, as he was riding his little son's funeral train from behind the curtain of the sedan chair in which he was being borne by the natives, he heard a woman weeping. Then the voice of another Korean woman was heard saying, Why are you weeping? The sorrowing one answered, I'm weeping for the foreigner who has lost his little boy. Don't weep for the foreigner. Weep for yourself, woman, said the other. You've lost a little girl, and you'll never get her back. I've lost a little boy, and I will never get him back. Let me tell you something, something mysterious. These foreigners have a strange way of getting back their dead. No wonder this heartbroken father could leave a white lily upon the coffin of his little one, bow his head before the Lord, and give himself anew to preach to those helpless people the blessed gospel of Jesus Christ, who will give back their dead to all who believe in him, the Savior, the Lord of the glory that is to be revealed at his second coming. In our loss and desolation we may sorrow, but we sorrow not as others who have no hope, for we believe, we know that Jesus died and rose again. So them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him from the land of the enemy. Yes, we know that as Jesus rose from the dead, so will all the children of God who sleep in Jesus Christ. 
For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so, that is, in this way, shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words, 1 Thessalonians 4, 15. And comforting words they surely are. It is said that London had never witnessed such a funeral as that of Dr. F. B. Mayer in Christ Church Cathedral. He was a preacher and a believer in the Word of God. His hope and faith had been most radiant, so all the scripture passages and hymns used at his service were victorious and glorious. At the conclusion of the service, the great congregation stood with bowed heads, waiting for the throbbing dirge of the death march. But instead, the organist swung into the triumphant notes of the Hallelujah Chorus. Why not? Christ is risen. He's alive. He ever liveth. And his resurrection is the pledge of ours. We worship not a dead Christ, but a living Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. 2 Timothy 1.10 When that great Christian scientist, Sir Michael Faraday, was dying, some journalists questioned him as to his speculations for life after death. Speculation, said he, I know nothing about speculations. I am resting on certainties. I know that my Redeemer liveth. John 19.25 And because he lives, I shall live also. How does life everlasting become ours? The Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so
fresh but have everlasting life, everlasting life, everlasting, everlasting life. God so A few years ago, a submarine sank off Provincetown, Massachusetts. As soon as they could, divers descended, walked about the disabled ship, trying to find some sign of life within. At last they heard a gentle tapping. They listened intently. Soon they recognized the dots and dashes of the Morse code. These are the words they heard. Is there hope? Friends, is there hope? That's the constant cry of the human heart today. Yes, and a blessed hope. No wonder that's one of the names of Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. 1 Timothy 1, verse 1. The stars shine over the earth. The stars shine over the sea. The stars look up to the mighty God. The stars look down on me. The stars shall live for a million years, for a million years and a day. But God and I will live and love when the stars have passed away. Friend, if you would have eternal life, you will find it in Jesus. For in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Accept him now, and be able to say from your heart, I believe in the resurrection of the dead, and the life everlasting. Amen. These in shining armor, whence the glory so bright? Are ah, they come from yonder city where Christ is all the light? Ride on, Ride on King Jesus, to victory. Ride on, Ride on in glory and power. Majesty sublime, ride on, ride on, King Jesus to victory. Ride on, ride on till heaven and earth shall own thee, Lord. O conquering one, ride on. Sing for joy, ye. draws near when the king in all his beauty in glory shall appear ride on ride on king jesus to victory ride on ride on in glory and power and majesty sublime ride on Jesus 
to victory. Ride on, till heaven and earth shall own thee, Lord. O conquering one, ride on. This is Orville Iverson with this word for you. When the day seems dark, remember the good tidings, He is risen. Then with courage in your heart, you will go forward in faith. And now, here with a final word for you is H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Have faith in God and all life's plans now recasting. Have faith in God if need be, prayer and fasting. Have faith in God and his life everlasting. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We trust our program has served to bring you blessing today. Be with us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.